Armiger was not ready when his tent mate shook him awake to take his watch. The frigid air of pre-dawn hours ached in the very marrow of his bones as he drove through the tense stake position at the perimeter. The moon, while not bright, glared down from behind a few smeared clouds. The muted monochrome painted the trees in skeletal watercolors, and Armiger struggled to bring things into focus. He squinted into the black voids between the trees. What was out there? A demon. The word crept beneath the surface of his thoughts, weaving into the gaps to leer at his conscious mind. Whatever it was, it had to be tracking them, aware of them. He was green, but he wasn't stupid. Something was wrong. Or maybe nothing was wrong. Armager forced himself to take a few deep breaths. He was nervous, jumpy. It was his first real mission. Of course he was scared. He knew it wouldn't be like in training. He just didn't know if it was supposed to be this different. But if the situation were that serious, they'd know, right? Knight Corporal, Troubier, they wouldn't just leave them in the dark about the danger without a warning. They couldn't. But even as he consoled himself, he knew it was a lie. They could. And they would. The first hour or so of Armager's watch passed uneventfully, save for his inner turmoil and the shadows shifting in the waning light. By his third hour, even his anxious paranoia had dulled against the restless monotony of his duty. That was when he noticed the faintest glow from just off to his right. An ethereal smudge of white blue. At first, he thought it was a trick of the light, his over-anxious eyes playing little mind games. But as he knelt to examine it further, he saw a small cluster of mushrooms. Their long, willowy stalks gracefully rose from the rotted wood below them, and the tiny orbs of their heads peeked out over the crust of the snow. No color mottled their skin, Nothing to give expression to their alien, impassive faces. Just pale milk with a hint of luminescence. Armager looked out again at the barren forest that surrounded him, desolate in the snow and the ice, where it seemed as though nothing would ever grow. And yet, he looked back down at the slender, delicate fungus, with its fragile, unassuming radiance. They were here. Why were they here? He brushed one finger gently along the tiny tops. Did it really matter? He turned away and reminded himself to stay vigilant. Armager's breakfast was cold and not particularly good, but he wolfed it down regardless, scooping up hunks with an ungauntleted hand while around him the other knights busied themselves with camp maintenance and morning duties. The wind had turned into great heaving gusts that cracked the limbs of the frozen trees and triggered the occasional crash of a snapped branch or falling widowmaker. Still shoveling in food, Armager looked around for Vanguard. 
She stood with her back to him just outside the main circle of the camp, scanning the perimeter. The scouts must not have reported back yet. She stiffened suddenly and Armager's hand stopped halfway to his mouth. He tracked the angle of her head. There, the skyline of the woods just beyond the camp. A flock of birds had erupted from the forest canopy. Terror shrank his focus to the birds, drowning out the sounds of the other nights, slowed everything down for one pinprick of a moment. Something was coming. The creature made no noise as it sprang from the forest, no roar, screech, no fanfare to usher in its destruction. It struck the snowy ground of the clearing with an almost peaceful whomp, then moved in swift manic darts and leaps, not staying in one place long enough for his brain to work out what it was actually looking at. Armager could see Vanguard shouting, raising the alarm, barking orders, but the adrenaline throbbing in his ears drowned out her words. He didn't even hear her scream when the bladed fork of the monster's tongue pierced through her abdomen. Could only watch in crushing paralysis as the two prongs split apart and split open her thoracic cavity like a ripe tomato. The gore and viscera of her internal organs splattered out unceremoniously into the snow. And then the world exploded into mayhem. As the pieces of Vanguard thudded into the ground, the demon was already leaping to attack the small trio of archers who managed to notch arrows. Armager could hear the screams and shouts of the rest of his squad now, the smashing of the beast against snow and metal, and the ripping and tearing of muscle and bone. Gauntlet, he thought, with an almost comical placidity. His hand shook violently as he fumbled for the errant piece of armor. Sword, shit, where had he left his sword? He choked, couldn't breathe, and felt the familiar weight of his scabbard across his back. He hadn't taken it off after he'd finished his watch. The buckles on his gauntlet wouldn't attach. He knew he should have gotten that inspected before he left. Armager couldn't even realize he was crying at this point. It wasn't until a booming voice shook him out of his daze, until he looked at Troupier's face and watched the play of emotions, from anger to recognition to disgust to soft, frustrated pity that Armager recognized his own dissociation. And by then, it was all over. Armager slowly stood and forced himself to look at the ruins of the camp and the carnage of battle. The limbs and chunks of his mutilated comrades and the crimson streaked trail of the fleeing demon. He saw other knights collecting themselves or helping to collect others. Knight Corporal moved from man to man with Troupier, assessing the damage and the injured. Scudifer trailed behind them with water and bandages and dried rations. As they approached Armager, he could not meet their eyes. Coward, the words sneered at him from inside his head. There was a painful silence as the two waited for Armager to engage. He thought they might have made the decision to just move on, abandon him when Knight Corporal sighed. My first time out, we were charged with putting down some of the heathens in the southern swamps. The first two nights in that bog were eerily silent. Like, deafeningly silent. We thought they must have run off. But on that third night, they ambushed us. They were animals. Flesh eaters, or at least that's what I heard. I locked up and didn't leave my tent that whole time. I never even saw them. I just remember their laughter. Oh, fuck. I still hear it, that laughter. 
in my dream some nights. Armager looked up then. Night Corporal looked like he'd aged a decade since yesterday, and there was a sad resignation in the normally aloof man's eyes as he continued. We're all cowards at first, Armager. Cowards by circumstance or ignorance. It doesn't really matter why. But this, this is your moment of reckoning. Your choice for who you'll be from this moment on. And that choice, that's all that matters. Troupier patted him on the shoulder, a bit too firmly, but the kindness was there. Even Scudifer was gently silent as he held out a ladle of water and a small packet of rations. Then all three walked on to the next trembling, rookie-needing tendon. We hurt him, and that ugly, leapfrogging fuck is hurt really goddamn badly. And we need to press that advantage. Knight Corporal's blunt tone cut over Troupier's bluster. The last of our scouts are already on its trail, tracking where it is and where it's going. It caught us by surprise, but now this time, we're going to catch it by surprise. But we have to move quickly. The surviving knights marched at a brisk pace and in full armor. Less than half their original number remained. And of those, only a handful were uninjured. They scavenged the camp for what food and supplies they could easily carry. It seemed madness to keep going, but the nonchalant normalcy of their leadership calmed their nerves and made the task ahead of them seem less daunting. Armager breathed heavily as he marched along with the rest. At regular intervals, Knight Corporal would stop and read the signs left by the forward scouts. They said demons recovered at preternatural speeds, though whether that meant hours or days, the knights did not know. The attack had happened in the early morning, and it was already late in the afternoon. All the knights watched the sky with particular attention and felt the weight of each subtle change in hue or darkening of tone. It was still daylight when they heard the innocuous whistle of a scout. Knight Corporal halted the knights and waited. Emerging noiselessly from the brush, the scout indicated that they tracked the team into a cavern about 200 yards ahead. This news amplified the already growing tension. No one was eager to confront the thing in its own lair, even if it was wounded. As if sensing the anxiety, Troupier immediately began issuing orders to stow supplies, run weapons and armor checks, and form small combat teams. Almost before they realized it, they were moving forward. Their counterattack started out systematically. The stealthier team had moved in first, taking up positions as the heavier infantry reached the entrance. But the surge of anxiety and adrenaline escalated their momentum and eroded their discipline with every step closer to the cave. Armager didn't even remember that initial charge. Just the stark white of the snow, the abrupt blackness of the cave, and then he was in it. All creatures fight harder as they near their death, and the demon was vicious, seeming to attack from anywhere and everywhere all at once. Armager couldn't tell how many knights had fallen, but the feel of the blood and the gore soaking through the cracks of his armor did not inspire confidence. The protective formation had long since broken, his shield had been lost, and he ducked back between two larger rock formations, seeking any semblance of shelter. A quick flash of movement from above revealed the demon leaping over his cover to land near the central chamber where Armager could hear some of the remaining knights. 
He reacted on instinct, charging out and towards the back of the creature, hoping to take advantage of its distraction to attack and run, buying the other knights time to launch their own attack. But the demon's muscles were tough and ropey. His momentum plunged the sword deep, but as Armager went to yank it free, it stuck tight. Move! He felt the demon's malevolent eyes upon him. Move! A roar filled his ears and Armager's heart froze. Move! And then Troupier crashed into him like a heavily armored meteor, throwing him violently to the side and deflecting the demon's strike with a shield. Armager's head bashed into the stone wall of the cave, and his vision erupted into bright white stars of pain. He could barely make out the cave entrance from where he'd been thrown. Scudifer peered in white-faced. His head ached as he shifted his eyes back towards the battle. Troupier barely managed to parry the demon's bladed tongue at the cost of his grip. His sword flew out his hand and clattered back towards the cavern mouth. Armager struggled to bring his eyes into focus as Night Corporal flanked the demon, diverting its attention from the now weaponless Troupier. His armor was drenched in blood, and he moved with stilted steps and spoke of deep injury. He would not last long. As the demon turned to face Night Corporal, Scudifer darted into the darkness. The boy flashed past Armager's vision and scurried towards where Troupier's sword lay but his abrupt movement did not go unnoticed and the demon lashed out. One long tarsal claw ripping open the side of Scudover's head. His small body crumpled like paper to the unctuous sound of the demon retracting its tongue blade from the Night Corporal's femoral artery. And over it all came the resounding fury of Troupier. He launched himself out of the darkness and at the demon. All creatures fight harder as they near their death, and Troupier was a foaming, spittle-flecked missile of rage. The heavy, unyielding iron of his shield crashed into the demon's skull, and it shrieked. He hammered the shield down again, but the demon met his swing halfway, and both screamed in fury and pain as bones shattered. Troupier's lips curled back from his teeth, and he raised the shield once more, ignoring the chalkiness of his joints and the grinding dust of his cartilage. Again and again he struck, breaking his body with every blow. Armager stared into the jelly of Scudifer's mangled orbital socket as both vomit and tears surged within him. Everything was happening so fast. He pushed himself up and willed himself to stand deep breath. He could see Troupier's sword only a few feet away, could see Troupier himself still bashing at the demon as it clawed open his side. One arm dangled limply, blood dripped from between his teeth. It sprayed out from his nose as the demon slammed the upper lip of his shield back into his own face. Troupier stumbled, leaving him open for only a moment, but it was all the demon needed as its claws drove into the meat his lower abdomen and up through his ribcage. More blood bubbled out of his mouth, choked his throat, and then the demon's tongue darted out and drove itself to the side of Troubier's neck. The demon rumbled out an exhausted roar of triumph and shook loose Troubier's corpse. It 
did not see Armiger as he staggered out of the black, clutching Troupier's sword. Silent tears poured down his face as he gained in speed, charging at the creature's back. Too late, the heavily wounded demon turned to face the new threat. Armiger slid underneath its extended claws and drove the sword up into the demon's jugular. It gurgled and writhed, oozing black blood that poured down on Armature as it thrashed violently, its claws blindly shredding the prone knight pinned beneath its weight, until finally it collapsed into stillness. Why are you here? Troupier shouted at the recruits, elbow deep in mud and fighting to push themselves up back into the prone position. Armature's right arm gave out and he collapsed into the mire face first. Troupier shouted at him as he stalked over. Armature half lifted his head, choking on the filth and splayed his hands out by his shoulders. Press up, he demanded. Troupier knelt down and shouted again. Why are you here? Armature's tears boiled where he swallowed them down into his chest. Press up, he begged. Troupier was screaming into the side of his face now. Why are you here? With the surreal calmness of shock, Armature felt his own warm blood pooling at the nape of his neck. His eyes were glazed and he had trouble focusing on anything except dim lights that seemed to surround him and winked sporadically. Like tiny fireflies in this dark place, his eyelids fluttered as he tried to focus. A thousand alien impassive faces, pale milk with a hint of luminescence. They were mushrooms. The cavern was infested with mushrooms. Their blinking caps seemed to pulse more with each blink of his heavy eyelids. He had never felt this exhausted. A strange sense of peace spread over him. His head lulled lethargically to the ruined form of the demon draped over him, and beyond that, to the fallen titan that was once Troupier lay. All was silent. The exhaustion was unbearable now. Armiger just needed a moment to rest. Just a moment. His eyelids closed, and he weakly murmured his grandfather's words. A man endures pain, a knight embraces it, a man exists, a knight acts. Syrupy blood from man and demon sluiced in tiny rivulets, entwining as it spread across the cavern, joining in with tributes from other fallen, gaining in speed and strength. This river of crimson and ichor bathed the milky light of the mushrooms in a sacred sanguinary baptism. Slowly the questing tendrils drank deeply from this stream of vitae, creeping ever closer until, at long last, they reached the scattered bodies. They rooted deep within the husks of these fallen knights. They grew and multiplied, and their willowy stipes coiled around each other, forming into fibrous muscles. As they gorged themselves on the decaying meat of man and demon, their pulsing caps flickered, 
and began to beat anew.